Saturday night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 Orlando. Six o'clock on a Monday. You know where we're at in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. All kinds of stuff to get to today. I am excited. We got a full two hour show coming up at eight o'clock. We got Rockets Warriors series everyone has been waiting for all season long. I think it'll be a short one. Five games. I got the Warriors in five. I hope it's a long series. I still I think the Warriors are going to win the series, but I I hope it's a longer series for all of our sakes because that three days without basketball, that three days where we didn't have anyone playing in the East, we didn't have anyone playing in the West, that that was torture. I I I couldn't stand it. And I was glad to see basketball back on Sunday. Watch the entire Cavs Celtics game. We'll get into that. We watched Tiger at the TPC. On Sunday, Tiger char- it was a it was a slight Tiger charge. It was there. It it felt like 2007, and it never I've never felt so good. I abs- I I love I I love when Tiger's playing well. I do. Uh, hung out, went to the Orlando City game, my first Orlando City soccer game. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. You want to get in touch with us? You can eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text is two one two three two. Also on Twitter at ESPN five eighty Nick at ESPN five eighty CC. Can, can I let me start here? You ever heard of John Henry? John yes. Henry, yeah. folklore story. Yeah, he's a folk hero. Mm-hmm. John Henry, a steel driver. His job in in this folk story is that he would drive a steel drill into rock to make holes for dynamite for explosives where they were working, and he he would he would he would drive the uh, the 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 steel nails in for uh, for them to put together the railroad. Uh, John Henry legend has it that, that John Henry was such a great steel driver. Uh, he was better than any man alive. He was he had superhuman strength. He had the the endurance that no one else had. He could drive steel all day long. He did it better than anybody, and he was this this in, this in, incredibly strong man. Um, for the last what fourteen years, fifteen years, LeBron James has been the Eastern Conference. John Henry, pretty much his entire career, especially for the last seven years, seven straight NBA Finals. LeBron James, he's been superhuman. He's had more endurance than anybody. He has made it to the Finals those last seven years, exactly. And even when playing these ridiculous minutes, being top five in the NBA in minutes the last seven, eight years, being playing all 82 games this year, LeBron James has always been able to find a way. Now, if you go further into that story, John Henry, the folk story, John Henry, they decided to match him up against, what was it, a, uh, it was a motorized steel plow. Yeah, steel, yeah, Yeah, but like one of the pumper things. Exactly. The the way the the story goes. It's a classic movie. It is. The way the story goes is that they put John Henry up against this steel driver. It was an automatic, it was a machine steel driver, and John Henry, the way the story finishes, John Henry beats the steel driver only to then die moments after with his hammer in his hand. I mentioned LeBron James as the NBA Eastern Conference's John Henry the last seven years, eight years, but really most of his entire career. I don't think LeBron James is going to beat this machine. He's met his machine, and John Henry was a folk story. LeBron James is only a man. And the machine that he has finally met is the Boston Celtics. That Boston Celtics machine on Sunday that LeBron and the Cavaliers went up against was incredible. The performance that Brad Stevens drew up, that Marcus Morris executed, that Jason Tatum played, that Terry Rozier executed, 
was incredible. Boston wins by nearly 30 points. They blow the Cavs out in game one. And I I don't think this is going to be that competitive a series. And I, I don't want to overreact here, but Boston seems they have matchups in this series. They have a ton of matchups. Boston, Boston is a better basketball team. Boston has two young stars that are stepping into their confidence level in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Outside of LeBron. And I will I will seed the point of, well, cuz 23. I get it. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player in the league right now. He's the greatest basketball player on the planet. And anytime, if I had one game that I needed my life to depend on me to win, I'd probably pick LeBron James to play it. But I'd pick Brad Stevens to coach it. And what Brad Stevens drew up on Sunday, shut the Cavs down. And I think LeBron figured out about midway through that game. Same to the Toronto Raptors. It's not. This is a mentally stronger, a tougher, a tenacious Boston Celtics basketball team that has a little bit of irrational confidence because nobody expected them to be here, that I think is playing with house money at this point. And they're just all around, I don't want to they're all around a more talented team. We got Al Horford, who is no stranger to playing LeBron. Yes, he's 1-15 in the playoffs against LeBron. But he's been on this stage before. Marcus Smart, who's crazy. Marcus Morris, who's crazier. That Boston Celtics team, defensively, the best team in the NBA this past season. Well, they, they were either one or they were four. I believe what, they were one. What's ironic is that Celtics team is kind of like Bill Belichick Patriots teams where each player just does his job. Mm-hmm. They do exactly what they need to do. Al Horford, when they need an 8-for-10, 20-point game for him, they'll, he'll give them that. And then, you know, the next game, he might go out and just get 10 points, 10 rebounds, and it'll still be exactly what you need from him to win that game. And the game plan that they drew up against LeBron is the exact game plan that we have seen in the past that has worked. Go ahead, let LeBron shoot it 16 times. He's going to go 5 for 16. We're going to make him work. Goes 0-5 from 3, has 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He's a minus 32 in that game. And nobody else around him made shots. Nobody else. Kevin Love had 17 points. He was 5 of 14. George Hill, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith. 29 minutes for J.R. Smith. He had 4 points. I, 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 I think that we finally found the team. And listen, he could make me look stupid again. LeBron has done this his entire career. Every time I think I have him pegged, every time I, I think he's going to zig, he zags. But I watched that game on Sunday, and I know you did too, Chris, because we watched it together waiting to go to the Orlando City game. It, it was a no contest, and I know Boston made a bunch of shots, and sometimes when a team is just making everything and the other one's not making anything at all, it looks like it's a much bigger mismatch than it is. But I I don't see this being a very competitive series. I see Boston winning this in five games. I, I see Boston breaking the seven-year streak of LeBron making it to the NBA Finals, and a lot of it because the talent is going to dry up around him. We, we, we saw J.R. Smith shoot, what, like 71% in that series against Toronto, a Toronto team that was just mentally beat by LeBron from game one when they lost that when they blew that lead and lost that first game. This Boston team doesn't care. They, they, they don't. 108-83, the final score. And even when Cle- Cleveland went on a little, bit run, a little bit of a run in the third quarter, I remember because I turned to Chris, we had turned the game off for a moment. Yeah, we, yeah, we went straight we went straight we went to, to Tiger. Golf. We went to Tiger. And we're going to talk about Tiger. But we went to Tiger, and I turned and I said, hey, man, we got to put it back on because they've got it down to 14. And by the time we walked over to change it, it was back to 21. It was back to like 30. <laughs> it was. 
It was like 96 to 68. So they asked LeBron after the game, and LeBron has been, I, I want to say this has been the most arrogant LeBron James that we have seen in the playoffs. I, I, go, I go back to that Indiana series when they're down 0-1 after they lose the first game. And they asked LeBron James whether or not he's worried, and LeBron gives us this. I mean, I'm down 0-1 in the first round. I was down 3-1 in the finals. So I'm the last guy to ask about how you're going to feel the next couple of days. Right, he's telling us about, oh, it's the Hunger Games. We just got to survive and make it through. And then after the game on Sunday, LeBron basically said the same thing. I have zero level of concern at this stage. I didn't go to college, so it's not March Madness. You know, you, you get better throughout the series. You see ways you can get better throughout the series. But I've been down 0-1. I've been down 0-2. I've been down before in the postseason. But for me, there's never no level of concern, no matter how bad I play tonight with seven turnovers, how inefficient I was shooting the ball. Just as confident going into a series, no matter if it's a 0-0 series or I'm down 0-1. So we have another opportunity to, to be um, better as a ball club uh, coming in Tuesday night. And we'll see what happens. LeBron should be concerned. LeBron should be very concerned. Because well, he's not going to say that, though. I, I, I understand, but he should be very concerned. He's saying he's not. He should be very concerned because you're right, LeBron. You had 15 points. You went 5 of 6 from the floor. If LeBron scores 35 points in this game, they still lose. I, I expect LeBron to go out and be better in game two. His existing problem, though, is that Kevin Love is really a third or fourth option masquerading as a number two option. That George Hill is so inconsistent and he's injured half the time. That J.R. Smith comes and goes. He's either what? Hot noodle soup or gazpacho? We don't know. We got gazpacho J.R. Smith in, in, in game one. Same thing with Kyle Korver. The problem is not LeBron on this team. It's everybody around him. And I know that they made this trade at the trade deadline that supposedly saved their season. How's that looking? I, to me, the NBA Eastern Conference is John Henry, LeBron James, who's been a, a superhero the last seven years, making it to the NBA Finals, has always found a way. This guy's hurt, that guy's hurt. Down 3-1 in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. They come back, they win. Don't forget, by the way, it was Kyrie who made the shot. I think he's finally found the machine he can't beat. And that's Brad Stevens in the Boston Celtics. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Why don't you fill in the blank for me today, okay? The Boston Celtics performance in Game 1 was blank. We're going to have some fun here on a Monday at the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text 21232. Boston's performance in game one was blank. We'll get into that. We'll talk about tonight's matchup. We got the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, a series that, that I think is going to be short, too. So maybe we're going to have a couple more days without basketball. We'll get into Tiger. We'll get into Orlando City. Saw my first game and a whole lot more. It's Monday night with Nick and Company here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN Orlando's Monday Night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 and ESPNOrlando.com. I actually just got a really interesting bit of statistics here talking about the NBA draft lottery. Of course, the, the draft lottery is tomorrow. Uh, I, I want to I get to this because the draft lottery is tomorrow. Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football here. Chris Crawford is with me. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. Uh, Magic have the odds at the fifth best pick. They're number five in the queue here. Uh, Pat Williams will be back hanging out with the ping pong balls. Jeff Weltman, the Magic president of basketball operations, will be on stage, on camera. By the way, and, and it's on ESPN, correct? It's on ESPN, and they do it. I believe so. They do it at halftime? Do they not do it at halftime of the game?
the game tomorrow. Oh, right. That's, That's what they, they did do it last at the half, year. Yeah. Which is really strange. It's such a good idea. It's really strange, but it's what it what it basically is 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 all right, well that'll do it. End of the second quarter. All right, the score is this to this. Now let's go from these two awesome teams to a bunch of sad sack losers hoping to be one of these teams next year or in the not-so-near future. It's like extra motivation for those teams that are in the lottery, and it gives people a reason to go watch the game. This is the closest the Magic have been to the playoffs in in six years. This is it. Halftime. Halftime of the Eastern Conference Finals. They have made one Eastern Conference Finals appearance every year for the last six years, and it's at halftime of Game 2. I like to play Tankathon once a day. Do you? Yep. How are we doing? Sixth. All right. Sixth. That's not... Nope, that's a drop. That's not what we want. It's a drop one. Detroit jumping all the way up to the two spot. So if you... If you look at the draft lottery odds, and I'm pulling them up right in front of me, okay? So the Orlando Magic right now have an 8.8% chance at the number one pick. That feels plenty. Uh, that, that sounds fine. 29% chance at a top three pick. And then they're slotted at, yeah, they're slotted at number five. And actually, the way the statistics bear out, they have a better chance at the number six pick than they do the number five pick because someone can jump in front of them. So I just came across this, and who is this from? So this is from... Um, this is from actually someone who does the digital content for the Dallas Mavericks. They went through and they aggregated all of the all NBA teams since the 1998, uh, 1988-89 season. All right. So the NBA went to three all NBA teams starting in 88-89. Since then, here's where those players were drafted. So we can, we can get an idea at kind of where, of course, where the, like on average kind of, Ooh, yeah, exactly. I like these things. Where on average. And the interesting thing about this is, of course, the most will be near the top, the number one or number two pick. Since 1988-89, there have been 22 All-NBA players and 112 All-NBA appearances with the number one pick. All right? Okay. So let, let me just make this. We'll just do All-NBA players instead of appearances because the, the numbers don't work. Okay? So 22 All-NBA players at the number one pick. And then you would think it would be close with the number two pick, No, right? I think two would be way worse. I think, I think like five would be better Nine. than two. Right. Nine all-NBA players with the number two pick, which means, all right, on NBA draft day, you think about the Durant-Oden thing. Usually the guy taking one and the guy taking two, one of them is going to have a very good NBA career and the other one's going to be a bust, it is not going to make it. Third pick, 11 all-NBA appearances. Fourth pick, seven. And then you get to the fifth pick. Ten. There yeah. have been there has been more all NBA players taken with the fifth pick since 1988-89 than with the second pick. I didn't even know these stats, but I just That's it's interesting. Just, it's just like I don't know why. It just seems like the fifth pick is always good. Mario Hazonia? Uh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So uh when when you do look at it, and this just gets back to the point that I've made many times on this show, and it doesn't matter where you're picking. Nail the pick. Yeah. And that needs to be the message to Jeff Weltman. It was the message that I had last year when Jeff Weltman was hired as the president of basketball operations. Listen, Jeff, man, great dude, by the way. Nice guy. Like him a lot. I don't care where you're picking. Just nail the pick. And I'm not giving up on Jonathan Isaac yet. I think Jonathan Isaac is going to be a difference maker for the Orlando Magic. I think he's going to be a difference maker for this team. But you got to nail the pick wherever you're at. So if that's five, if that's six, if you're lucky enough to jump up and get to number three, then you do it. But don't forget, while we're watching these NBA playoffs, look at all the young stars in the league. Look at look at Markel Fultz and J- versus Jason Tatum, the number one versus the number three pick. 
Jason Tatum has been the best player from last year's draft in these playoffs. Now, Donovan Mitchell, of course, I think was better during the regular season. Part of that is where Tatum's playing No, I think Mitchell was better in the playoffs, too. I mean, he wow. had, didn't he have a 40-point game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, and maybe you're right. I mean, I'm just I'm watching Jason Tatum. Yeah, the Tatum's way he's made playing. it further. Yeah, he's well, he's, he's made, got it, a better he's made team, it further. He's got a better team, and he didn't run into the into the Houston Rockets. I don't I don't think the Celtics team beats the Rockets. But uh, my my point being, and I guess you're I guess you're right. I guess Mitchell was a little better during during those first two rounds. But man, I'm I'm watching Jason Tatum, man, and he's running that offense. Oh, he's just so smooth he out is. there. I he's said smooth. it to you yesterday. He looks like he's a guy that's remember. been in the league for six years. I don't remember, man. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. I don't remember. Hey, we still grabbing a beer after the no, show tonight? No, we're not. We're not. I'm going home. We're not. We're not grabbing a beer after this. Um, and we'll we'll talk about our night out at the Orlando City game a little bit later. Uh, but no, we're not. We're not. I, I'm going to spend some time. Just I'm going to just dry out a little bit. That's all I'm going to say. But th- this this aggregation is is very intriguing because I mean you look at that all the way down through. I mean the second overall pick since 1988-89, nine All NBA players. I get to the number nine pick. Eight All NBA players, so it, do, it does not matter where you're picking. If you're picking in the lottery, you got a chance at a quality player. Donovan Mitchell goes where? Thirteen last year. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he goes fifteen. Back in 2012, one of the four All NBA players since uh, right. He's made an All NBA team, or this this will be the first year actually. This will be the first year, so he doesn't even work into that statistic. But it doesn't matter where you're picking. Just nail the pick. Bring in a guy to help this team now. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. The good thing is, too, in this year's draft, there are so many good players. In this one? Yeah. Yes. You know, there's so many whether, good ones. Whether there's a DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic or... And we're going to... We're really going to kick a lot of this off after tomorrow when we know where the Magic are picking. That, and that's what excites me about this. I actually like the draft lottery tomorrow because it means I have a tangible number now. Like, I know where the Magic are going to pick, which means if they jump to three, if they jump to two, or they're picking at six, you know who you have a chance at. Right at number six, I think you got a better chance, of course, of taking a Trey Young than you do a Luka Doncic. I, I, I think you start looking at a guy like Marvin Bagley from Duke, or um, who's his brother? Who, who's, who's his teammate? Carter. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Someone like that. Who I, I don't really know where they have him slotted, but you know, you're, you know you don't have a chance at a DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic necessarily, those kinds of guys. You know, a Michael Porter Jr., maybe, or someone like that. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow just so we know where the hell they're picking. But those numbers bear it out. And, and the only reason why I was not planning on talking about this, but it, it popped right up in front of me here. And that's intriguing that you go from 22 All-NBA players to the number one pick to nine at number two. You, I, you would almost rather have the number five pick than you would have the number two pick. Right. And that, I, that sounds stupid to say. It sounds insane that going into the draft lottery... If you were to say to me, Nick, the Magic can have the number two pick and the number five pick, and I would have to think seriously for a minute. Oh, well, like maybe five. I mean, look at history. Look at the way it's worked out. But that's the way the numbers have bared out because usually the guy taking one and the guy taking two, there's a huge drop-off for whatever that reason is. And I'm not, I'm not really even sure what it could be. Then again, I mean, for you look at that number one versus that number two. Victor Oladipo is going to make an all-NBA team this year. So he will be the 10th All-NBA player taken with the number two pick. Who was taking number one in front of him? Was that Anthony Bennett? Anthony Bennett. Which just amazes me. And by the way, there's, there is always a case to be made because I, I have to put this out here. Um, Cleveland has a 2.8% chance to win the lottery. 
If they win the first pick, if Cleveland wins the first pick, I quit. I, I'm out. I'm I'm out. I'm out watching basketball. Yeah. I'm out because they've had enough. They yeah. They they have they have burned their way through more good things. They've blown a number one pick in the last ten years, and usually if you do that, it sets your franchise back, and they they end up with. LeBron yeah. Is there James any way back. Philadelphia ends up with the top three pick? No. No, because they have a. Tr- oh no. Yeah, from the Lakers. No, yeah, but that's. Oh no! If that's, it, it's that's number two to, one yeah, it's number they one can get protected. get two to five or something. Like no, that. two to five goes to Celtics. Okay, and then everything else, I think five to ten goes to Philly. Just unbelievable! And now you bring me back to the Celtics. Uh, that team could have they could have more coming in. They have more picks coming in, which makes the Jason Tatum trade even crazier. It looks so easy for them, and a texter just wrote, wrote that in actually. That's why I jumped into my head. It looks so easy for the Celtics, and that that's why when I look at that final score, one hundred eight eighty three, LeBron can score forty five. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Boston and the way that offense works. No, it's it, a it, finely tuned machine, and Cleveland is terrible defensively. Yeah, their defense does not have the ability to keep up with all that Boston has to offer on the offensive end now. I mean, like, they, we people keep talking about how this is a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals, and I heard you and Scott saying it's not really because both teams are so different. Mm-hmm. And the difference with the Celtics team is they got a lot more firepower this year. They do. They got a lot more from firepower. From last year, yes. The, the turnover in players, too. I mean, they only brought four guys back from last season, and you start looking around at some of the faces that they, that they have this year. I mean, Brad Stevens is doing it once again, and I know I probably talk too much about Brad Stevens, but Marcus Morris is, is, have, is playing big is, – is, He's not shutting LeBron James down, but he's been a reliable player in the playoffs for an NBA franchise. That guy was a goofball in his past stops, whether it be in Detroit or, or where were they, in Phoenix, right? Yeah, he and his brother were in Phoenix together, yeah. okay? Marcus Smart is insane, and I don't know how ver- valuable he is outside of Boston because he doesn't fill the stat sheet, but you watch him the way he plays, he might be the second most valuable guy in that team. And the same thing works is true for Terry Rozier. Who I, I know it's an oldie but a goodie, but he looks like Tiny Archibald out there with the way he's playing. Yeah, it, it's it's insane what Brad Stevens is doing. It's insane the way Boston is playing, and they're going to snap the streak that this series, even even if it ends up being a long series, I think they have enough. And most importantly, they're they're the best defensive team that LeBron has run into, and 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 I can say that because they were the best defensive team in the NBA this year, and they just. They don't make mistakes. They're going to let LeBron score 50 if he wants, but the rest of those guys aren't going to get anything. And we saw it for the in, the, in game one. Kevin Love, in the, the rest of them, they're all going to be inefficient. Kevin Love, 17 points, inefficient. George Hill, four points, inefficient. J.R. Smith, what do you have in that game last night? J.R. Smith ends up with... Was it four points? Yeah, four points, okay? Ooh. He had three more points than bowls of soup he's thrown this year. Boston's, Boston's going to play in the NBA Finals. I'm convinced of it. 844-225-5580, text 21232. That's 844-225-5580, text 21232. Uh, we'll talk a little Western Conference Finals when we come back. I think this should be a fun series. It may be a short one. And also, what is going on with the Orlando Magic head coaching search? Crickets. What that possibly means with Dwayne Casey floating out there. That's next. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. This is ESPN Orlando's Monday Night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 and ESPNOrlando.com. Plenty of stuff to get to. CeCe and I were talking about this during the break. So the L.A. Clippers, and we're talking a little bit of NBA draft here because the draft lottery is tomorrow night. Pat Williams will be working his magic with the ping pong balls backstage. Jeff Weltman will be up on the stage. Then we'll go from two winning franchises, the Cavs and the Celtics, to uh, 14 desperately losing franchises that are looking for their next big thing. 
at halftime. That of are game hoping two. they lost just enough to get them a What's, little higher this year. What a juxtaposition that is! It, it go, going from just just going from hey, here's basketball being played on the highest level to the Knicks. Hey, look at that, LeBron James, Jason Tatum. Look at all that talent to Memphis. That they and they played a G League team this year. Memphis played all G Leaguers at the end of the season, and so did Phoenix. Here's a bunch of teams that probably don't deserve to have the best talent in the draft. But you and I were talking during the break, Chris. If, if, and this is way too early to be doing this, but I, I, I'm, I'm enchanted by these kinds of things, I have to say. If you're the Magic sitting at number five, let's say that this thing all goes completely All as goes planned. gravy. And, and, and it normally does not. It normally doesn't. But let's say that, because the Clippers have picks at 12 and 13. Most likely. Most likely. The Magic have the fifth pick. You got a lot of work to do on this Magic roster. If you're Jeff Weltman, do you call up the LA Clippers and say, hey, listen, you just traded Blake Griffin. You're looking for your next star, right? I mean, what, Pat Beverly ain't bringing him in the door. No. Lou Williams a nice story, but yeah. I mean, ah. Tobias is a good asset. Exactly, but you don't really even know you want to pay him now, and you're moving into that new building. Yeah. You're going to be moving into the new building once they get it done in a couple of years. Would you trade the fifth pick, let's say, for 12 and 13? Because I, I would seriously consider it, and maybe that would be giving up too much to move up. It would be at most eight spots or seven spots. But you got a lot of work to do on this Magic roster. You need assets and you need players. I would think about moving back and getting. You stay in the lottery. Yeah. You stay in the lottery at at twelve and thirteen. I wouldn't mind flipping back and trying to add more players to this roster like that, rather than taking a chance. And I know I just rattled off all those numbers about the all, all the all the All NBA players. But I wouldn't mind trading back like that. I would do it in a heartbeat, especially if there's not a guy that we're set on in that kind of top five range. And Because it seems like most mock drafts and everything I've heard is we're still going to look for a scoring guard, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to go with a tr- most likely go with Trey Young sitting there at five. But if you aren't set and sure about Trey Young and you're just going to take him because he's the best available there and that's what everything tells you you should do. I don't like the idea of doing that in the end. I think that's like forced drafting. It's like when the Knicks drafted Nitaklina, Nitaklina, whatever. Yeah, French dude. Yeah, the French I, point guard. So yeah, I would trade down, especially because you could probably get a guy like Colin Sexton with that twelfth or thirteenth pick, mm-hmm. and I like him a lot. And and this will be a topic we'll get into the rest of the week. I'm 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 looking forward to the draft lottery just so I know where the Magic are going to pick. But we'll talk about that a little later. That just jumped into my head. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text two one two three two. Open the show talking about LeBron and the Cavs. I I think this series with the Celtics is done. And LeBron has made me look like a moron plenty of times. I'm used to it. Done. This is what he does. I, I done. I think the series is after game one. I think the series is going to be five games at most six, and Boston is going to. I think it's Boston in five. I, I I do, and 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 I think I picked Boston in seven at the outset. I think they take one of the two in Cleveland. They come back home up three one, and they finish it off in five. And 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 I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but Boston has a ton of matchups in that series. Al Horford is a problem for them on the inside, so much that they're considering playing Tristan Thompson, starting Tristan Thompson in Game 2, and maybe for Ty Lue, I mean Coach LeBron, I mean Ty Lue, that's the right button to push, but I I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I, I think the way, the way I look at it is that they've got enough offense, and they're so good defensively, they just suffocate Cleveland, and the 81 points, I don't think that's going to be an aberration. LeBron might get 40. 
But he's going to need 30 shots to do it. He's going to be inefficient, LeBron, in this series. And the guys around him aren't going to help him. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. We'll get on the magic coaching search right around the corner here uh, as well. Western Conference Finals are tonight. We'll, t- we'll touch on this, too, in the second hour because, of course, that game's coming up here on ESPN 580 at 8 o'clock. Uh, I'm intrigued with this series. And not just because we've been looking forward to it all season long since Chris Paul got traded. Remember, we were doing the show that day. Yeah. We were doing Scotty's show that day. Uh, when Chris Paul got traded to the Rockets and we needed to find out whether or not this two-ball-dominant guard thing was going to work in Houston with that offense, and can you play both those guys at the same time? Are they going to be good enough defensively? Do they have enough shooters? And, well, the answer to all that is yes. They won 65 games this year. The Rockets were the number one team in the West, and the Golden State Warriors scuffled just enough during the regular season. And when I say scuffled, they were still the number two seed in the West. But they scuffled just enough to leave us questioning whether or not this Houston team can beat them. And to me, the whole series boils down to one guy. And it's not James Harden. It's not Chris Paul. It ain't Steph Curry. Not the finals MVP, Kevin Durant. Not Klay Thompson. It boils down to Clint Capella. And Clint, because Clint Sorry, Capella, who? Clint Capella, who's the starting center for the Houston Rockets. I know who it, he is. It sounds strange to say that, but. The Houston Rockets, I think, lost, like, what, five games all year long? Maybe it was eight games all year long when Clint Capella started at center for them. And it's because of what he gives them in terms of rim defense combined with his ability to pick and roll, get to the bucket, to kind of help with their floor spacing. If he can't stay on and guard Draymond Green because Draymond pulls him away from the bucket, they're going to they're gonna dare Draymond Green to shoot. And if Draymond's making those shots and they're going to have to take Clint Capella off the floor... I think, I think Golden State's going to eat him alive. That doesn't mean that Clint Capella is the most valuable guy in the series, but I think for Houston to compete, for Houston to make it a series, he needs to be on the floor and play more than 20 minutes a game. He, he can't be a big guy that is just relegated off the floor because Golden State goes to their small ball. They go to the Hamptons 5. Because they, they decide to go with what the Hampton spot was, uh, what Curry, Durant, Thompson, Green, and Iguodala. Yeah. They play those five guys. Clint Capella needs to find a way to be able to stay on the floor. He needs to be able to step out and guard Draymond Green a bit and still have that presence because offensively, that would be a huge advantage for them. But also, defensively, they have him as that rim protector because if not, that, then you're, you're losing something that makes you special there. And that's why, by the way, Golden State is kind of this amoeba that can just kind of change its shape whenever it wants. They've done that, and they've frustrated a ton of teams with it. It's why they've been so good over the last four or five years. Um, that's really that's where the series will be decided in in my mind. Yeah, I'm going to disagree okay. politely on that's that. Fine, I think can. Clint Capella is maybe one of the least important players in this series. I think Chris Paul and James Harden are definitely the two most important and pivotal players mm-hmm for that Houston Rockets team. Because you mentioned that they only lost five games when Capella was in the starting lineup, but that was also with Chris Paul and James Harden on the floor. And the games where one of those two guys were out, they did not fare as well as they did fare in games where Clint Capella was out and missing. No, 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 I get it. I get it. Just in this particular matchup, in this particular matchup here, no, I, I believe no, he I, needs I get to what play more than 20 I'd minutes still... a game because of, because of what that triumphant... I'm not trying to take away from what Chris Paul and James Harden do... For the Houston Rockets, I'm not trying to do that at all. What I, what I'm trying to do though is point to the fact that they need his defensive his 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 defensive presence inside, 
and the option of him being able to murder them when they go small in the post. Because you're right, uh, Chris Paul and James Harden, they're going to get theirs. But they need that third guy. Because the math, well, the they the need math they works. need to get theirs. That's their problem. Is in the playoffs, they both have a history of not getting theirs when they need to get theirs. That's Underst- where that's where their importance. Understandable. Is I just think for them to make this a series, and I still think Golden State is winning regardless. But for this not to be a four man sweep or a, a four game sweep or a, or a gentleman sweep at five games, I think Clint Capella needs to be a factor. And if he's not a factor, I don't think it's going to be much of a series at all. Then again, you make the point about Paul and, and Harden. If they don't. Then you're then it's probably not a series anyway. Maybe it's just a moot point by me. But I I don't I think Clint Capella is the guy that means the most that nobody's talking about heading into tonight's game one. 844-225-5580. Text is two one two three. So let's go to the phone lines, take a couple of calls on the NBA playoffs. Let's go to Kyle in Orlando to start things off. Kyle, you're looking off man tonight on live local night. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing good, man. What's up? Hey, appreciate all the uh the chiming in of the NBA playoffs, you guys have very valid points. I just wanted to add that um, definitely Celtics will win. I'll give you that. And then um, whoever's shooting best from three in the Western Conference, I think is going to take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's, I, I, that's really what the NBA boils down to now in every game, isn't it? I mean, whoever's the hottest from three, Chris, I mean, yeah, usually seems that's to be the case, I right? Mean, what, what did, I'm not, I mean, I have the numbers here in front of me. I mean, what are you, I mean, 11 for 30 last night were, were, were the Celtics. They shot 36% from three and 15% for Cleveland. Normally, the NBA has turned into that, where it's almost they've gamed the system where whoever shoots the best from three, it's a cheat code. But um, I, I think the Celtics will win, and I, I just think Golden State, you do the math, four All-Stars against two All-Stars. I, I think that Golden State is going to win this series. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. We'll, we'll talk a little about the Magic head coaching update. Dwayne Casey, I thought we were going to be at a press conference today. I thought Dwayne Casey was going to be the Magic head coach today. He's not. We'll talk about it next. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. This is ESPN Orlando's Monday Night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 and ESPNOrlando.com. Hey, welcome back. Monday Night with Nick and Company here on ESPN 580 from the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Talking NBA playoffs most of the first hour. You want to get in touch with us? You can 844-225-5580. Text two one two three two. Also on Twitter at ESPN five eighty Nick and at ESPN five eighty CC. I forgot. I wanted to talk about this on the show today. We'll get into the magic coaching search here in just a minute. I want to talk about this. Did you see this? This this thing went viral on Twitter over the weekend, and I sent you a screenshot of it, Chris. While uh, normally, like when I'm going over what we what I want to talk about on Monday, usually I'll send you a couple of texts. I'm like, hey, like, do you want to get to this? Uh, SB Nation wrote this article about why NBA ballers, which was a video game, Peja Storyakovich was one of the best video game characters of all time. And you and I, we lo- I love lists. I've, I've always, I, lo- I do, I, I love lists. I love kind of the whole, it's funny though, a guy who loves lists and I hate doing the whole NBA greatest player of all time. I hate the NBA, I hate the LeBron versus Jordan conversation because I'm too emotionally invested in Jordan and I can't. I'll never admit that LeBron's the greatest, even though what he's doing right now just there's there there's there's nothing he can do. It's impossible. And that's I'm I'm just removed from the conversation. To me, I'll we can have it after LeBron's career is over. It's like debating whether or not the Godfather two, Godfather movie, part two, is better than Godfather one an hour and a half or two hours into the three hour movie. Like we don't know how much longer LeBron's going to play. So I'd rather just couch it. So I don't have to face the brutal truth. Perhaps now emotionally invested 
Uh, we'll worry about it in a couple of years. But uh, I love these kinds of lists, and I wanted to I wanted to talk about the greatest video game sports players of all time. Like guy, you just guys that. So you sit down, you sit down with your bro, and you got a couple of beers, right, or something like that, and you're gonna play whatever the game is. Sit down, enter game. You're going after one guy. You're going after one player. You know it, okay? Which guy are you taking? So, like, you're playing Madden. You know who you're, who you're going to go get. You're playing, what was it, uh, ESPN, NFL, 2K, or whatever was the old game I used to play. Uh, backyard Baseball, you had Pablo, San- what was it, Pablo Sanchez? Pablo Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez was the guy. Um, they make a case in this article why Paige Historiakovich is one of the best video game characters of all time. Um, okay. I, I I I don't know. I I wouldn't. Peja wouldn't have come to mind. Nope. Immediately, for me, it was all about Michael Vick. What year was that? Was '06? Was it '06? He was 07? on the cover of '04. Okay. Whatever. Whenever Michael the the Michael Vick in Madden. And Between I say 2004, was, 2005, and 2006, yes, he was dominant. That was the one. Like Michael Michael Vick. When my when my buddies and I would get together and we would play. Uh, we play Madden or we'd play whatever the ESPN video game version of it was on, on Xbox. You would go in and you would immediately fight your friends over who got to play as the Atlanta Hawks, as the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You'd, you'd fight over it. Okay, who gets to be Michael Vick and make the other guy look silly for 25 minutes? Because he was so unbelievable. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to kind of get, I want to try to get a list going here. I think that we should do this during the show. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232 of, of, who you think the best sports video game character is? Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. The text is two one two three two. Um, to me, I mean, Michael Vick immediately comes to mind. That oh four, oh five, oh six. There's a Peyton Manning year in there. Peyton right? Manning in Madden two thousand six when they introduced the QB vision, and his QB vision was the entire field. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And I I always played as those. I'm a Colts fan, but. That is my favorite game ever because it's still Colts, Edron, James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and Peyton Manning has the field of view where you couldn't throw an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic Manning, uh, when I would play the old ESPN baseball games in the early 2000s, the 2001 Yankees batting lineup was just such a killer. The Bronx Bombers, that yeah. lineup, uh, you could score like 30 runs a game. And I'm probably throwing out some of the wrong names here, but they had guys like David Justice in there. Of course, Derek Jeter was in there and those guys. It was just unbelievable, the dudes that you'd play with. Um, who else am I getting to here? The strange, the strange thing is one of my favorite games was was uh, NBA Jam. They, like, you, you, and, and still, I see it in bars, and I will go, I will play it, but they didn't have MJ in there. You would play with either like Horace Grant or Scottie Pippen, but those guys absolutely killed it. Or you could go over and play as the Seattle, uh, the Seattle Supersonics, and you would have, I think, Ray Allen and... Ray Allen, Rashard Lewis, Gary yep. Payton. Gary Payton. Mm. Gary Payton was in oh, there. Oh, and uh, the big man. Was Sean Kemp still there, too? Yes, Kemp yep. was in there. Kemp was in there, too. Uh, so The the uh, Kings, the Sacramento Kings from 2001 as well. With yes. Mike Bibby Vlade and Vlade Divac. Peja was on there, too. Peja was on there. Yeah, he was. Uh, so we're gonna, we'll do that throughout the show. You can text us to 12232. And also on the phone at 844-225-5580. 844-225-5580. But SB Nation making a, making a case for Peja and NBA ballers. So uh, this is interesting. And yeah, we'll take those texts for sure throughout the rest of the show because mm-hmm. I'm definitely curious to see what people say because we definitely left some people out. But right. 
Another one, of course. By the way, I gotta throw this out there because if I don't mention Bo Jackson from Techno Ball, oh yeah, where, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah we're like you couldn't tackle him. Yeah, you could not tackle him. And same thing, you just wanted to make your buddy look silly for twenty five minutes. You you would just it was the kind of it the the type of video game sports player where the other guy threw the controller at the TV and just walked away. Yes, those are the guys that you want to mm-hmm. wanted to play with and hated playing against. Um, did you see who? Uh, Pat's going to bring with him to the draft lottery. Little Penny. I heard. Yeah. I heard. Uh, Pat Williams, the patriarch of the Orlando Magic. He's going to be for the Magic. The Magic will be at the draft lottery. Jeff Welton will be on the stage. Pat Williams will be back hanging out with the ping pong balls like he has. He's done it, what, the last three or four years in a row? Yes. He, he's done it. He's done it since I got here to Orlando. I think he's done it four of the five years, if not all five. And... He's going to take... I saw the story from Josh Robbins and the Orlando Sentinel. We're going to have Pat on Scott Inez's show tomorrow. Yeah, so you'll get to ask him about We're this. Ask that's, about what I, that's why I brought it up. So he's going to have Little Penny? He's going to have I guess, the Little yeah, Statue? Yeah, I guess he's going to have the Little Penny statue with him. Can Little Penny make it out on television, too? God, I hope so. I just... I, that's really what we need. I, yeah. I want... If stuff's not going to be there, and I was I was talking about this on Sunday, I, stuff should be at the NBA yeah, draft so, lottery, yeah, but yeah. if Jeff Weltman's going to be Were there... Were you talking to Eric about this? Yeah, I was talking to Eric <laughs> about this, our buddy Eric. Uh who, who's very close with stuff, knows stuff very well. Um, Jeff Weltman should have the Little Penny statue sitting there. Can you imagine what would happen if the Magic won the number one pick and Little Penny was sitting there? And in his number one jersey, and too? Like, one it's jersey. perfect. There's there's too much there. I think there's too much there. I think the NBA, the, the Magic need to make that happen. Just put Little Penny up there with them, and hopefully that will bring us some good luck. But good luck to... Uh, to uh, to our buddy Pat Williams, and uh, we're going to talk to Pat tomorrow here on the show. So make sure uh, you do catch that tomorrow. 844-225-5580. Text 21232. I'll update you on the Magic Coaching Search. That's coming up next in hour number two. A lot to get to. Monday night with Nick and company.